I'm going to give you some medical advice, even though I'm not a doctor. Quit smoking, quit drinking, lose weight, and exercise more. Boom. I just did more than the world's greatest doctor ever could. Or maybe I just did what every doctor does and it's completely and utterly ineffective and they're killing people with their information. Coming up on the Anti-Woke Podcast. So a couple major medical things are looking like they're horseshit. We just learned recently. And they're like Alzheimer's research and uh, antidepressants. So we're now learning that some super important paper in Alzheimer's research that came out maybe about 20 years ago. It looks like it may have been fabricated, like they made it up. And the idea was that amyloid something-something proteins were getting attached to your brain, and that causes Alzheimer's, makes dementia, makes you crazy, dumb, stupid, etc. And so the question was, do these amyloid things cause Alzheimer's, or does Alzheimer's cause the amyloid things? And so it looks like Alzheimer's, it turns out the Alzheimer's causes the amyloid things, which means for 20 years, people have been trying to stop the amyloids. But that's not what causes Alzheimer's. It's just a side effect. So, you know, fighting a side effect is not fighting the disease. So we've wasted 20 years and billions of dollars down the wrong rabbit hole. And if we're lucky, we'll start going down the correct rabbit hole and solve Alzheimer's before the old people I know get it. And the other one was uh, antidepressants, SSRIs, selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, Prozac is the most famous example. Basically, I'm sure some of my listeners are on SSRIs right now. And it's been pretty clear for, I would say, a decade that they don't work at all. They don't work any better than a placebo. I mean, if you're depressed, you know what it is. You're depressed, you go to the doctor, the doctor listens to you. You're like, wow, a doctor listened to me. I feel, you know, right there I'm starting to feel, be- feel better. And then the doctor gives you a pill and says, take this. You're like, wow, I mean... The doctor said take a pill, it must work, and then, you know, all of a sudden you feel better. You feel cared for, and you fool yourself into thinking you feel better. And so this is similar to the Alzheimer's thing, but this is all based on some studies in the old days that said that the amount of serotonin in your brain is what causes, or whatever, what uh, causes or prevents or something affects your depression. And so they did a big survey study, which means they just took all the studies ever and put the, you know, and uh, looked at all of them and, 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 you know, did a summary of them. And it turns out that serotonin levels just do not have anything to do with depression. So taking pills to change your serotonin levels is barking up the wrong tree. So they didn't say this, but I know it causes depression. I had depression once. It was very clear what caused it. It was having a shitty life. I mean, like, imagine you're fat, unemployed, disabled, living in a trailer in a trailer park. You got no air conditioning. It's 100 degrees out and super humid. Well, you know what? You might be depressed. You got no friends. I mean, you could, you know, the list can go on and on. Just all these things about your life suck. You might be depressed. The solution is not some easy pill that you take. The solution is, unfortunately, you got to get some friends. You got to get a job. You got to... Get over your disability, if that's even possible. I mean, you know, I think a lot of depression is impossible to overcome, if it's, especially if it's based on, like, dis- disability and no friends, and you got a bad personality, so no one's going to want to be your friend, etc. Some people might say, well, yeah, but what about my 13-year-old daughter? You know, like, I'm rich, I give her everything she wants, she's got friends, it's all wonderful, and yet she goes into her room and she's depressed. And, you know, while I wish I had the body of a 13-year-old girl, insofar as I wish I didn't have all the 
you know, the nagging injuries and aches and pains that I've accumulated over 50 years. Just being a 13-year-old girl, you know, with rich parents doesn't make you happy. I mean, you know, all of a sudden they're comparing themselves to their friends. It's like, oh, my friend looks better on Instagram than I do. And, you know, if that's all you care about, then there's no reason to tell that 13-year-old girl she shouldn't be depressed. Because the only thing that she cares about in the entire world, which is looking cool on Instagram, she sucks at it. And, you know, so the solution is not that easy. I mean, it might be like, get off your ass and go exercise. But you can tell people, you know, a doctor can tell people to exercise. They don't do it. Like, this is what I think of doctors. This is not all doctors. It's especially the, the male doctors. So doctors are busy. Whatever. You'll be waiting in a room. Like, first off, a medical assistant takes you around. And then maybe a nurse. That's the lowest of the food chain. And then maybe a nurse does something to you. You know, like takes your blood or something, and they put you in a room, and you wait for the doctor, because your time is completely worthless to them, and the doctor's time is insanely valuable to them. I mean, you know, what are you gonna do? You're gonna go somewhere else because they stick you in a room for in a room for an hour and forget about you. But in any case, this flashy doctor, he just he walks into the room and he says, "Quit smoking, quit drinking, lose weight, and exercise more." And then he just flashily just walks right out of the room. And as he walks down the hallway, he smacks his hands together, you know, like you're cleaning them of dust. And he goes, boy, there I go. Solved another tough one. And, you know, our healthcare system is not set up to say that, oh, hey, doctor, of the thousand times you said to do those things, uh, only two people ever took your advice. But in any case, the SSRIs, the antidepressants, it's similar with the opioid crisis. And the answer is, you go in with depression there's absolutely nothing they can do to truly solve your problem, but they got this pill they can prescribe. So, you know, what are you going to do? You can either tell the patient, there's nothing I can do. Medical science and science in general says there's absolutely there's nothing can be done for you. Or you can say, hey, I can prescribe you Prozac. Would you like that? And so that's what the doctor does every time. And it's the same thing with pain relief. We got no good way of stopping pain. Um, you know, the only thing that stops pain is addictive opioids. So you go in and you say, hey, doc, I'm in a ton of pain. And, you know, and he believes you. You can see. He's like, well, you know, the first thing he'll try is like, oh, we'll take some ibuprofen. It's like, uh, doc, that doesn't do jack. And he's like, well, fine. Opioids it is. Because if you got nothing that really works, then you'll basically, that's what happens. If a doctor has nothing that will really work, they'll prescribe something that doesn't work. Or maybe that kills you or gets you addicted or blah, blah. Which is not exactly the doctor's fault. Basically, doctors don't have the balls to tell the patients, there's nothing for it. Go home. Talking about Alzheimer's makes me think of exercise for your brain. So yesterday, I wanted to put a loop at the end of a rope. And so I downloaded a rope, a knot tying app from, you know, from my phone. And it shows you how to tie a zillion different kinds of knots. And after the granny knot, um, one of the most famous ones, it's the bowline or the bowline. And it's, it's such a great knot because it puts a loop in there, a loop that won't come out, a loop that's super strong. But also, when you want to untie that loop, even if you've been yanking on that loop all day long, when you want to go untie it, it unties real easy. So it's a hell of a knot. But it was hard. Like the first time I did it, I got it right. I'm like, oh, this is going to be great. And then I was like, you know what I should do? Just so I remember it, I should, I should do it 20 more times to try and help it stick in my head. And... Whatever. It took me like 40 minutes before I could tie it again. And it was mentally painful. It was just, it was, 
it wasn't fun. It, my brain did not enjoy trying to figure out this freaking knot. And so exercise for the brain will probably turn out to be a completely false idea. There's nothing to it. But if there is something to it, here's the thing that a lot of people don't know. Is like, you know, people think like, oh, I do crosswords every day. I've been doing crosswords for New York Times crosswords for 30 years. I exercise the hell out of my brain. And the answer is, if any of this scientific research is correct, is that it has to be something new. It can't be something you know how to do. Like, you know, if you know how to do a crossword, then doing a crossword does not exercise your brain at all. That's not exercise. And so my idea on, you know, how, how, do, you, how do you know if something that you're going to do is real brain exercise? Well, here you go, dear listener. Imagine that you decide to go take a college algebra class. Like, how does that sound? Does that sound fun? Or does that sound terrible? And, like, your brain is like, hell no, I don't want to go take no college algebra class. Well, that that means that taking a college algebra class would be great exercise for your brain. The more your brain is like, hell no, I don't want to learn that stuff, that's the best exercise. Slate Culture Gab Fest is talking about the song of the summer for 2022. And apparently Billboard has a top 100 songs of the summer they do for every year. And according to that, this year it's some song by Harry Styles. That's that former boy band guy from Britain. Uh, He has a song that's been number one for 10 weeks, which is, that's a lot of weeks. Uh, You know, I've said it before, new music sucks. Old, you know, 80s music is the best. You know, Michael Jackson in his absolute prime couldn't get a number one hit for 10 weeks in a row. And that's because there was a bunch of other good music at the same time. But apparently, I don't know, I think teen girls? I mean, I don't know who listens to Harry. It's either her mom. Teen girls or their moms are listening to Harry Styles so much that, uh, whatever, that's kind of the number one one. But they played a clip of it, and it was like, that song sounds terrible. At least to me. But, you know, Billboard is not really the... They're not in charge of what the official song of the summer is, because there is no official song of the summer. And so they mention um, three other possible options for the song of the summer. And there's a song by a white rapper that, I think it's Jack something. I'm sure if you look up white rapper Jack, it'll suggest his last name. And his song sounded better than the Harry Styles one, but it's sampling um, like a 2007 Fergie song or something. She's the girl from, I believe, the Black Eyed Peas. So anyways, this guy may have the song of the summer because he took a hit from 2003 or 2007 or something like that and repurposed it. And so that's kind of interesting. Like, you know, how far are people going back to the samples? It's like how classic rock now has songs from, like, 2005. Classic rock radio stations will have, you know, stuff from 2000. And that's now classic. I mean, you know, I'm getting old. What that means is I'm getting old. That song sounded a little better to me. It didn't sound that good. I'll come back to this later, but that this white rapper, his voice sounds black. Like if they didn't mention he was the new white rapper, I would have. I thought I just thought it was a normal black rapper. And the third song they mention is the I don't know the name of it, but it's the new Lizzo song. She's that super obese, uh, whatever African American rapper singer, whatever she is. I think she can do everything. I think she writes her own stuff. I mean, I have no idea, but she sure is fat. But in my opinion, and the people on this podcast, uh, we all agree this is the that's the real song of the summer. It sounds like a summery song. It kind of sounds like I don't know, Cool in the Gang, or or you know, I don't know, maybe even Michael Jackson in one of his more fun songs. But the reason why it's the song of the summer, right? It's not just is a song good. A song that you know, like a tree falls in the woods and no one hears it. Well, that tree is not the song of the summer. But 
this Lizzo song is big on TikTok. And basically, there's only one way. I'm old. I'm, 50, I'm a 50-year-old white man who doesn't give a damn. America's worst nightmare. But so the only way that I'm going to be aware of any anything, you know, whatever the kids are listening to, or supposedly the kids are listening to, is from TikTok. Because when I when I use my barbecue, I, I watch TikTok while I'm sitting there. The You know, the, the, the secret to being a good barbecue chef is to stay by the grill the whole time and keep an eye on that shit because it'll flare up and burn. And then also, depending on what you're cooking, the window for underdone, correctly done, and overdone is very short. So you, you got to be there. you got to be on top of it. You know, get yourself a meat thermometer. Get yourself some gloves. In any case, uh, like if I cook bone-in, skin-on, dark meat chicken, which is the kind me likey, um, whatever. I'll watch 45 minutes of TikTok while, while I'm doing that. And so I'm a, I'm a little bit aware of, a, aware of a few of the new songs. Anyways, and I'm aware of that Lizzo one, and it's a good one. Then they mentioned as a fourth possible candidate uh, that Kate Bush song from, I think, 82, whatever, from the 80s. And I think it got popular before the summer, but it's continued into the summer being popular. And that just, you know, that just proves my point that I like to say, which is that 80 music crushes. If you allow 80s, if you allow old 80s songs onto the current charts or the current radio stations, it will just crush <laughs> the modern music. And it's only happened, it's only happened one time at least lately, where they've allowed, you know, radio stations, you know, you can just imagine the person who's, like, selecting the music for a radio station, and they might be like, hey, boss, can I play an 80s song mixed in with the new crap? And boss would be like, hell no, you can't do that. And now the boss might be like, yeah, why don't you just pick an 80s song and throw it in there? How about a Michael Jackson song? And boom, I mean, you know, it'll just, it will just absolutely crush whatever's on there. People are like, calling in, oh my god, play that Michael Jackson song again. I'm a 12-year-old girl and I never heard it before. But I'm about to transition into being a boy. And if Michael Jackson was alive, he'd be coming out as trans and non-binary. And then they started talking about, you know, personal favorites for the summer, not necessarily popular ones. And so they mentioned a song, I think it's called Birds by the Sweatshop Boys. And I'm not playing clips. It would obviously be a lot better if I did. But they played like a 20-second clip, and I'm like, that song is freaking awesome. And it's like a rap song about bird watching, you know. I don't know. I don't know the word lyrics, but it's something like, you know, I'm out bird watching. Oh, hey, there's a medium-sized bird. Oh, check it out. It's a swallowtail wren. But because they previously mentioned this white rapper, who when I, you know, they didn't say he was white until after I heard the clip, and I was like, oh, that's a that's a black rapper. And it turned out to be a white rapper. I was like, are black rappers rapping about birds? Because the voice. Is, you know, at least, you know, back in my day, I used to listen to rap a ton back in the day. So back in my day, the way their voice sounds, it's just a distinctive way of rapping. Um, you know, like Eminem does not rap this way. Anyways, it just, these guys sounded like black rappers too. I'm like, are they black rappers? And so I had to look them up. I'm racist. And uh, they're Indian, like, you know, dot in the forehead Indian. Oh, okay. And just a real quick bit of news here. So Boris Johnson, the Prime Minister of the United Kingdom, he's resigned or he's stepping down. Hasn't happened yet. And there's two people who are trying to be the next Prime Minister. I mean, it's going to be one of these two people. And one of them is a white woman and the other one is a Indian man. And so this is what I want to say to you, dear listener. Start looking for successful people of Indian descent. I guess mostly men. And uh, you start seeing them all over the place. I mean, I already mentioned, right? Like, I think, what, Microsoft, Twitter, Google all have Indian descent 
um, CEOs now. Anyways, just start looking all over the place. They're going crazy. And apparently, they're going to jump in on the rap game and show us how it's done. I listened to a little bit more about it. Uh, the birding song, maybe the people are Arabs. So, whatever. You can sue me. You can try and get blood from a stone. You're good looking. I'm ugly. You have the correct body mass index. I'm obese. You're a person of color. I'm a white male. All right, as a test, I'm going to put in a clip of this bird song. Um, I think it's not allowed by Spotify's rules. That's who hosts my podcast. But let's just see. If I get zero listens to this thing or something, then I'll know. And uh, I would propose that we listen bird to a clip. song. You know I'm birding, baby. Bird song. Where my binoculars at? Bird song. I'm with the trees. Bird song. I'm looking for birds, yo. Bird song. I've been to hell and back and then hell again. Brown pelican, streets is where I dwell again. All your rappers on the mic sound dull. Me, I'm fly, swallow tailed gull. I drop facts, call me Snapple. I'm in the sky, I'm a boat tailed grackle. I'm on the <laughs> Twitter handle at Anti Woke Podcast, and thanks for listening.